What is good, good people? You are now listening to another episode of Since We Last Spoke with Danny Foxworth. I am your humble narrator, Danny Foxworth. And today, once again, we have an extremely special guest. He hails from the low country, currently living in Columbia, South Carolina. He's a father. He's a poet. He's an author. He's a podcaster. Not one, He's got not one, not two, but three podcasts that he's got his hand in. That, boy, I tell you, this man... He's got he's got a full plate, but somehow he still manages to make it happen. Without further ado, we got the good brother Terrence Elmore in the building. Terrence, what's good, bro? Ah, what's happening with you, man? How's everything going? Man, I can't make no noise, man. Everything's good over here. How about yourself? Uh, everything is good, man. I I I see you over there speaking stuff into existence. I, I don't have any kids yet, but hey, hey, man, I'm running with it. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Dang. <laughs> no, no, brother. No, no. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, before we get into the poetry stuff, I want to start with the podcast first. So Brown Sugar Cafe, how did that come about? Okay. So um, when I started writing my first poetry book, which it kind of um, kind of just kind of happened pretty much. Um, I was writing some poems. Um, long story short, well, I can give you the long version. Okay. Um, I had been writing poems for a while, uh, kind of not writing them out, but like in my head for like a couple of years because I've been writing poetry since I was younger. Okay. And so, um, you know, I just, I would have poem ideas, but never really writing them out. And so uh, my wife, uh, I think we were just friends at the time. Um, was talking to her about it and she um just asked me out of the blue one day. She was like, When the last time you wrote a poem? And I was like, I got a real good one, you know, in my head. I, you know, and she was like, Yeah, that's a pretty good place for it. So I was like, Oh, okay. So I felt like a challenge. And so I finished the poem that same day, right? Finished that, and then once I finished it, I was like, Man, this feels good to actually be writing out on paper again. I'm like, I want to put together a collection, maybe like probably about 10 poems, but then it just kept growing and growing. And I was like, well, hey, man, I might as well go ahead and put it out and put it into a book. But a lot of people didn't know I wrote poetry. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, you know, like I was trying to hide it, just something I just never really brought up. And so I was like, I needed a way for people to um, get exposed to my poetry and get people kind of hyped and ready for my book release. So I created the Brown Sugar Cafe um, blog and that was like a kind of like a little taste. So I was like, post something every Wednesday, kind of get people geared up and ready for the book. And then over the years, I started thinking because my my first book and my second book were dedicated to love. And so my poems every Wednesday were about love. But then that started to evolve into like positive poems motivational poems, you know what I'm saying? Poems to help people kind of get through the week. That's mm -hmm. why I picked Wednesday. And so after a while, I was like, man, because I had been on podcasts like here and there, guests on podcasts um, for years. So, you know, everybody was asking me when I'm going to do a podcast and I kind of wanted to do one, but it, I got that push to really do one. So I wanted to make it like an extension of the blog. Gotcha. And so that started, you know, I started writing like little actual blog posts here and there. And then I would like go deeper into them on the podcast. 
But then after a while, I just started doing the podcast off the cuff and kind of left the blog, you know, well, not the points, but the actual blog post kind of just, it kind of fell to the wayside. But that's where that came from. I just wanted to, you know, spread positivity and positive messages to people and try to get it out there. Yeah, man. And y'all make sure you like, download and subscribe to the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast because I'm subscribed to it. And it's it's always a treat whenever I see the new episode pop up in my Spotify queue. And I, I love the episode like at the end of uh, season, I think, believe it was the end of season two when you had the board of directors on. Oh, yeah. That season? Yeah. That, it's always that was in the season two. Yeah. Yeah, man. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to them brothers, man. And the Black Smoke Barbecue podcast. I see you. You are. Uh, one of your loves is is cooking and specifically grilling. So yeah, talk about how that that podcast came to be. So um, man, so friend of mine Charlie, we um actually had a podcast called the uh, um, Backyard Pitmasters. Okay, and he was one of the first people to connect with um the fellows from Black Smoke Barbecue. And they had already had, you know, YouTube channels and stuff like that. And I hadn't created any channels or anything. Um, And then we decided to merge our show with the podcast that they had because it was kind of like the things were running over each other. Mm -hmm. So it was like, well, you know, T barbecues too. So why not he joined? So I joined, um, made my Instagram page, my TikTok page, YouTube and then I just started recording, you know, footage and, and getting it out there. Um, it's it's a it's a lot of us, man. It's like we call ourselves the Wu Tang of barbecue. <laughs> and um, you know, <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of us, man, from like guys who own catering businesses to guys like myself who, you know, right now just doing it in the backyard, guys who won competitions. So it's you get a little bit of everything. Oh, so out of the members of the Wu, which which member would you consider yourself to be in that barbecue conglomerate? It's <laughs> a good question. I guess you could say I'm like meth. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite? What's your favorite food to grill? Oh man, hands down would have to be um, chicken. That's my favorite thing. Um, whether it's whole, whether it's wings, leg quarters, thighs. Um, Pretty much chicken. I would say that's my favorite thing to do. Okay. And this speaking of Charlie, the aforementioned Charlie, you and him also have a podcast dedicated to TV shows and film entitled Past the Remote. When did y'all start doing that? Man, um, that's a good question. I think a couple months ago because Charlie has uh, the Mavcast podcast and then he started another one. I think it's thoughtful mind. I, I can't ever remember the name, but um, we had been talking about movies and stuff on his podcast. Um, and when we were doing backyard pit masters, we would kind of talk about that sort of thing. So when we stopped with backyard pit masters and jumped into, you know, black smoke podcast, and then we just decided to do a show, talk about movies and TVs. Cause that's the things that we've been talking about anyway, even though we were talking about barbecue, We'd always throw some stuff in there from the things we were watching. And um, matter of fact, the first time I was ever on a podcast was on his podcast. Man, it's been 
probably about over 10 years ago, maybe. Wow. I don't know if you ever watched this TV show called um, The Following. With I'm um, not familiar. Yeah, man. It was a pretty good show. It was on Fox. It had um, Kevin Bacon. And I was on his show to talk about that. And like podcasting was so much more difficult to get recordings and stuff like that. It's not as easy as it is now. It wasn't any Zoom or, yeah. you know, Riverside or stuff like that. Um, so I think he had to, I had to call a number or something like that. It might've been like, of um, like those, um, you know, those meeting things you used to have back in the day, we had to call them meeting numbers. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, he was the first person to podcast. And I would be on regularly to talk about like the walking dead and football and stuff like that. And who knew all these years later, I would have my own podcast and we would have <laughs> like multiple podcasts together. And I mean, it just grew after, um, because, well, let me rewind. We started a, a kind of like a podcast network, um, with the wonderful world of Mr. Rosser, um, the troublemakers. Yeah. Shout out to um, Mr. Rosser. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he came in that first season and the crazy thing about it is when he started, like we all were talking about doing, well, him and I were talking about podcasts because doing podcasts because Charlie had already, you know, been in the game for a long time. But he hit it running, I mean, dropping episode after episode. And he had a uh, little hiatus, but he's back. And so now he's spitting out episodes, spitting out episodes. So it's it's good to have like a network of people to kind of push you and keep you going. Yeah. Tight. And make sure y'all check also check out Pastor Remote and also check out the Mavcast as well. I went back and listened to some old episodes and I always enjoy hearing that that rapport between you and Charlie, man. This is is a it's a great pod. So appreciate it, man. Absolutely. And I appreciate y'all putting them out. Um growing growing up in the low country, I want to talk about that because you know it's it's not often that I have guests on here that I can just like talk about stuff. Yeah, like growing up that you can relate to, like I can say Carrie Hilliards, and you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. So, what was it like yeah, growing up yeah. for you in the low country? Man, I can tell you, it's nothing like it is now. Um, from man, like every time I go downtown, I just it's it's uh, like I'm in the twilight zone. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like you get off the exit of Median Street and now they even mm-hmm. build more things. And I guess I should have known it was coming when they got rid of that Piggly Wiggly. Yep. But it's just, yeah, it's completely different. Like the neighborhood my aunt lived in, they tore that down like years and years ago and they built like another neighborhood. And sometimes I ride through there just to kind of see how it looks. And you would think that place was there the whole time. Yeah. And it's so crazy how just, I mean, the whole look of things are just different. Um, it's more because I, um, used to live down there. I just moved back up to Columbia, but it's more people that actually weren't from there. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's, it's different. Like it's, it's like you have, with like the gentrification that's going on and stuff, you have people who developers who don't understand the history behind certain buildings and certain places and why we should preserve them. They're just looking for a quick dollar. Yeah. And so it's, it's yeah. But when we were kids, man, it was so much cool stuff to do. Um, I remember, um, what was it? Teen jams. Mm-hmm. See, I think we have like teen jams, stuff yep. like that. 
Um, going to the battery was different. You could go to the battery, go to the battery on Sunday and stuff like that and hang yes, out. Sir. They shut that down. That's not a thing anymore. Um, shoot. I remember going in rainbows baseball games. Yep. Uh, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, it was a lot of fun growing up. Um, we spent a lot of time in different places in the low country. Um, my, um, mom's people are from St. George. So we was even down in St. George sometimes. Spent okay. summers there. Um, spent a lot of time downtown. So yeah, man, growing up in the low country was a lot of fun, man. Going shrimping, going fishing. Yeah. I mean, just different stuff like that, man. I don't think these kids, really get out like that anymore man it's it's man i tell you and it's a shame they don't get the experience like the satoma classic oh they don't yeah get, they yeah. don't get the experience stone soul picnic they don't get the experience stardust man oh man just man i'm gonna tell you about stardust i <laughs> it took me a minute to actually get out there and start skating you know you used to go out there and try to be cool and i know i fell plenty of times but it was nothing like going out there, man, and just just having fun, man. Then you have to yeah. you didn't have to worry about nothing bad happening. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just there to have a good time. Yep. And then 10, 10 o'clock, the skating rink would turn into the turn to a dance floor. And man, oh boy, just the memories. Yes, sir. Finding <laughs> finding that fine chick with the braces and going and just slow dance with her, man. Oh man, don't get me <laughs> don't get me started. But you mentioned in St. George. I'm gonna see if you do. Yeah. You remember when Kenny Smith had his basketball camp in St. George? Yeah, I actually went. Uh, the matter of fact, he only had it two years. I went to both years there. Okay, because I had um, I was when I was a guest on the board meeting podcast, and and uh, Gerard and I were talking about just stuff pertaining to South Carolina, and I asked him about if he remembered the Kenny Smith basketball camp, and he said he didn't remember it. So, oh man, I still got my uh, autograph cards from Kenny, man. Man, I had I went there one I went there one year, and I remember I got a shirt from there, and I just I for the life of me I cannot find it, and that it drives me nuts that I can't find it. So, I think um, I got go one thing from there. It's like a basketball or something. It was like a plaque or something we got. It's it's in one of them boxes somewhere, man. But yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So what was your, do you remember your first poetry event? My first poetry event was actually uh, virtual. Um, I can't remember. Carolina Poets had a virtual event and that was the first one that I did because honestly, I, I, I used to hate reading my, reading my poems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why it was just, just weird. Like when I was in college, I had to present papers and stuff like that. And, you know, that wasn't a problem. So it's not like a um, public speaking thing. It's just I don't know. It's just kind of awkward. But um, so my first one was virtual. It was during the pandemic, actually. Um, Andrew Clark reached out to me and he was like, hey, I got your name from um, Marcus Amaker. He was the Port Laureate and Charleston. Wow, really? And um, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And he was like to be on. So I was like, cool, yeah, I'll be on. And that was actually the first quote unquote poetry event that I did. It was a virtual one. That is wild, man. You you got a a stamp of approval from the Poet Laureate himself. (laughs) That's awesome, man. That's how you know you really, you're in the right, you're moving in the right direction. And 
Also, I want to talk about your your books that you put out. You have a book that's about to be released entitled Paint is Not Our Only Paintbrush. But I want to talk about what got you into publishing, getting your books published. Um, I just said, why not? Um, why not? I wanted to, like my, my mantra, my thing I say is I'm on a journey to spread love in a world that seems to be full of hate. And so I wanted to put the book out there to give people some hope when it comes to love and some inspiration when it comes to love. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like you would have conversations with people and they talk about love and they talk about how love hurts and stuff like that. And every time I ask somebody, you know, to explain to me how love hurts, they always name a person. And so I'm like, yeah, that, that person hurt you, but it's it's not love itself. Like that person misrepresented love. They mishandled love. And so I wanted to put stuff, something out there to help people believe in love or rebelieve in love, rekindle love. Um, Cause you know, we had like a lot of uptake of uh, reality shows and stuff like that. Good point. And right now it's even worse with all this back and forth. And it seems like pinning black men, women and men against each other. And it's like, you know, I wanted, which is another reason why I'm glad I started my podcast so I can give people other stuff to listen to instead of these arguments and these debates and these stupid scenarios that would never happen. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Social media is God almighty. It's so rife. It's so rife with that, man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I, again, like you say, with, with your podcast, I love the fact that sometimes your your episodes will be like maybe nine, 10 or 11 minutes, but you cover so much ground in that amount of time. I love the efficiency of your episodes and the, just like the the positive message, as you said, that you that you convey in your episodes, I I dig that a great deal. Seriously, oh, I appreciate that. Absolutely. So now we're going to get into the five questions segment. So the first and last question are the same question I ask every guest on here. And questions two through four, one hundred percent random. So question number one: <laughs> What were Terrence's ideal school lunch items? Man. Um, that that pizza, that Fiesta pizza, my man. Uh, <laughs> talk about it. It was always a good time when you walked in and you saw that. It was like yes, because everything else, I don't nothing else was really memorable. Um, like when I got to high school, we had like a different pizza. Um, I guess it was more of an upgrade of pizza, but for the majority of the time, it was that that Fiesta pizza. That Fiesta, that's a number one seed. That's a number one seed school lunch item there. Where'd you go to high right. school? Right. Uh, with Stratford. Okay. Word, word. The carpet basketball court. I remember it well. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Talk about it. laughs> yeah, I, I went to Berkeley, so. Question number two. What's a defunct Charleston, what defunct Charleston restaurant do you miss the most? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I would say, I would say Carrie Hilliards, but somebody told me there's one in Savannah, so yeah, there's still a, a way to yeah, yeah there's still a, a way to get there. Savannah. Yeah, so still a way to get there. So if I didn't say them, I would say Poe folks. Oh. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Man, we used to hit them up all the time. We used to tear them clam strips up. Yeah. We used to go there like just about every Sunday after church, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, folks. (laughs) Question number three. When's the last time you cried? Oh, man. That's a real good question. Um. Ah, uh, yeah. The last time I cried was actually this year um, when my uncle and my cousin died. They kind of died a week between each other. So around that time was the last time I cried. Yeah. Okay. Question number four. What's your favorite Geechee terminology? <laughs> um, My favorite Geechee terminology. Man. It's it's so many. Um, <laughs> maybe I guess it's y'all boy look here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I love that one. I think my favorite Geechee term will be mixing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mixing can mean so many different. So things. many different things. So many different things. <laughs> like what the mix is. Why you all in my mix? No, you act mega real, mixing. Yeah, you acting real mixy right now. I mean, it, oh man, there's so many ways you can just, so many ways you can add that word to a to a sentence, and, and it fits. Up, yeah, <laughs> every time. And last question: What was the last thing that really made you laugh? The last thing that really made me laugh. I'm always laughing, so um, <laughs> the last thing that really, really made me laugh. Um, this video I saw of uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, it was getting ready for this uh, football season, and they had Mike Tyson in there. Mike Tyson was saying that uh, you two have punchable faces. Yeah, that was the last <laughs> thing I really laughed. <laughs> I missed that. I got to check that out. <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, that's the last thing I really liked. That was actually yesterday. Yeah, I saw okay. that video. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely got to check that out. So if there's I'll any, send it to you. Okay. There's anything you want to plug or promote? The floor is yours. Um, check out my podcast, the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast. Also, past the remote podcast. Um, Black Smoke Barbecue Podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts at, uh, Black Smoke Barbecue is actually on YouTube. Um, also follow me the at the Brown Sugar Cafe on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, YouTube. Um, also T Dub Barbecue. So that's T Dub dot BBQ on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And YouTube. I think I got everything covered. And um, my new book will be coming out soon. Uh, Pain is not our only paintbrush. It's in pre-order now. So if you go to my website, thebrownsugarcafe.blog, you can go ahead and grab you a copy of pre-order. Um, right now, the pre-order is uh, $15. But once the book is released, it'll be more than that. So you kind of want to jump on the pre-order. Word. And I'm definitely going to jump on that pre-order myself. Make sure and thank you all for listening to since we last spoke with Danny Foxworth. Make sure you like, download, and subscribe. Subscribe to my YouTube channel is at Danny Foxworth 843. I'm shooting for 100 subscribers, almost there. I'm currently at 87. So tell a friend, tell tell a friend, and tell that friend to tell a friend. And I'm going to leave you with this 
bit of poetry from my guest. It's entitled Always. Live life on purpose. Live life with purpose. Look forward to tomorrow. Always. And for Terrence and myself, it's been another episode of Since We Last Spoke. And until next time, y'all be good. Peace.